again with the Agview pitch. Hi, Chris. Uh, this is uh, Dwayne Lowry. Uh, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, it's about uh, uh, four thirty-five. We're a little late getting this podcast out because this is about the third time we've attempted this. We had it one all recorded, and uh, we had a problem uh, publishing, so we're doing it again. Um, Chris, uh, we saw the uh, planning progress reports. Um, I'll just give a quick uh, numbers. Uh, the U.S. as a whole is 49% complete on corn, 19% complete on beans. I think both of those numbers are less than the trade anticipated. And I think uh, uh, despite the fact that the average guess was uh, slightly above what these figures are, I think there was a quiet level of uh, optimism and hope that maybe the farmer planted more than what people expected and 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 uh, maybe today's numbers would come out showing farther advancement uh, but that's not what we got uh, if we look at uh, state by state uh, comparison with just some of the a few of the highlights Illinois is only 24 percent complete Indiana's 14 percent Iowa at 70% which versus 89 versus normal that 70 percent doesn't look too bad if you had clear weather in front of us, but uh, with uh, not much for field work opportunities over the next 10 days, based on the forecast, even 70% is somewhat concerning. Then you've got uh, uh, Minnesota uh, at uh, 19%, and uh, you got Ohio at 9%, um, beans at 19% for the entire country, emergence at 5%. Um, seems a bit concerning. Uh, Chris, what's your thoughts here? Well, I think it's a lot of confirmation of probably what a lot of us on the production side of things we're pretty aware of, especially as you look to the east, you know, Indiana and Illinois, there were just so many areas and you get into Ohio and, and you know, Minnesota and some of these areas in Wisconsin. You know, we were just, we were hearing this all along and, you know, and I, obviously if you guys got in and got some stuff done last week, but probably not in the best conditions either. And, and, um, you know, I guess my thought is, or my question to you would be, you know, as we look at this weather forecast with, you know, periods of rain in there, this, that about the time we get dried off, it's wet again. And so it really limits our capacity to get much done. You know, it almost seems like a lot of the weight of the, the markets probably because of the forecast. What's your thought on that? Well, if uh, we had this afternoon's uh, progress report numbers just as they are, and it's the 20th of May, and we had uh, several days of clear weather ahead of us, um, I think the opening call tonight would be lower because we've just had an already had a nice rally, et cetera, and the market was relatively uh, quiet performed. I mean, we had some nice gains today, but we couldn't build any momentum. And I'm sure some people looked at today's performance and thought, okay, that's it. Uh, the market's running out of gas. We couldn't get anything more going on a Monday coming in with a, you know, troubling forecast. But I think this afternoon's report on with a backdrop of no visible planning uh, opportunities for, you know, the Northwestern three quarters of the belt, uh, and such low planning progress numbers, I think we're higher tonight. Um, I think we're going to find uh, a new level of emotion tonight that we did not have this morning. And uh, I think the market's going to gain traction and the bears are going to get nervous. And, um, you know, you hate to sound like you're trying to create emotion, but 
there's a certain amount of reality that's has to set in here when when you've got May 20th and such low planning progress and you've got a forecast with uh, you know not a very optimistic view that we're going to get anything planted so it looks to me like uh, the reaction tonight will be to be higher and I wouldn't be surprised we build some momentum here uh, uh, maybe for a couple of days off of this. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it has to do, too, with when you look at where people are at, you know, backyarditis can set in, too, you know, and we've got some, some growers that are, that are done planting and some growers that haven't even put any fertilizer on or even turned a wheel. And, um, you know, I think there was a little bit of skepticism on our first podcast, this being our second podcast of perspective that we want to just provide perspective, you know, um, and bring this information to you guys in a timely manner. And, and as we, we think of the perspective here, you know, what's, what's your thought as we move into, you know, into Tuesday and on how, how far out can we carry this, you know, how much strength can we really get in this market? Do you think? Well, I think we've got a fair amount of potential because, uh, what we are in the process of doing is trying to define what has been cemented in based on the calendar date and the planning progress to date so far. And uh, uh, again, the fact that the, the forecast says it's going to be, you know, several days, maybe a, 10 days or two weeks before some people are able to, to make a decision whether they can get in the field and plant or whether they're going to choose prevent plant. Um, that looks to me like we're in the process of trying to cement some things that are going to haunt us all year long. And uh, so uh, a lot of people with uh, sophistication uh, in the in ability to analyze this impact on uh, weather and planning dates, et cetera, they're already believing conservatively we will lose 3 million acres of corn on prevent plant. And each day that the forecast keeps people out of the field, uh, that number is going up and that confidence in that number is going up. And then uh, you've got people that are addressing the conditions that the crops did get planted in and they may have been mudded in a little bit and the concern about what that means down the road and the late planting date. It looks to me like this is a storyline that hasn't even come close to uh, reaching its maturity yet. I think it's still in the infancy and, and hasn't even been fully embraced yet. So I would say that uh, we're dealing with a, a market that uh, has more room to go. And this is probably going to be a, a legitimate storyline that we revisit multiple times during the growing season. Yeah. And I think we're just going to, you know, we're optimistic that we're going to continue to see strength here. But like I said, we don't want to paint a picture to be, be too bold either. And, and, you know, and maybe as we have another conversation tomorrow, maybe we need to kick out another podcast here on Tuesday during the trade at some point during the day and just kind of follow up and kind of see what kind of reaction the trade has after the overnight um, kind of settles through and we work through that, that part of it and let, let the market open and during the day and maybe we should chat again tomorrow. And then down the road, I think too, some, some other things, you know, you brought up the 3 million acres possibly and prevent plant. Maybe we should uh, do a, uh, some conversation a little bit on just the impacts of the prevent plant and, and running some of the numbers and, and how important it is right now that if you haven't had a conversation with your insurance agent and you're in one of these areas that's struggled or done nothing or, or is really limited on what you've got done or have some farms you think you're not going to get some things done on, maybe we need to be 
getting a hold of the insurance agent and having a conversation and just saying, Hey, we're starting to starting to question this a little bit and, and start there. Um, any other comments, Dwayne, before we kind of wrap this one up and then we, we maybe hit it again tomorrow um, during the trade. Well, I think it's uh, easy to um, uh, uh, deal with situations like this and get emotional and to uh, start to uh, ponder about what the future might hold. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think that's perfectly fine to do that. But at the same time, a lot of guys are looking at their best cash price they've had for uh, 2018 since harvest time right now this afternoon on, on these bids. And we are just starting to enter into a price window where uh, some new crop uh, calculations might return a profit for some producers. And uh, at the end of the day, it's less important about what we think or fear might happen down the road. And it's more important about, you know, what do the current prices offered mean to a particular uh, grower and their own operation. And maybe today is not the day you're looking to make a sale. And maybe these prices aren't quite uh, good enough under the current conditions for you to, to make that sale. But it is always a good time to start analyzing and developing a game plan and pretty much daily knowing what new price levels mean to your operation. And, and I think that's a good exercise for anybody to uh, go through. And, and uh, uh, when markets move so quickly and uh, these type of situations, it is true that they create uh, marketing opportunities. And the best way to capitalize on that opportunity is to have an opportunity to, you know, kind of plan ahead and, and envision what that price means to your operation. And I think that's probably the producer's main focus right now. If he can't get in the field, there's some limitations on what he can do there. But on the terms of the marketing and management, he can at least analyze uh, what certain price levels means. And, and then he can try to help uh, use that to make a decision as to what a good price is to his operation. Yeah. And I, that's great, great comments. And I, uh, appreciate that too, because obviously that's an area where with AgView, we can really help, help guys run the numbers. And so feel free to give either one of us a call too, as, as time goes on. And, and I, um, any other last comments, Dwayne, or I think we'll probably wrap this one up and, um, no, we'll wrap this up. This is just a, a quick update and a reaction to, uh, the, uh, afternoon weekly crop progress report. Uh, we'll plan on doing a podcast, uh, sometime tomorrow, uh, mid session or something like that during the trading hour, we'll get a chance to digest the market's reaction overnight and in the morning, get the latest forecast in the morning. Then, then we'll talk again, um, uh, you can go to agviewsolutions.com for um, Chris's contact information. My contact information is available at cropproductionscience.com. And uh, with that, Chris, we'll talk tomorrow morning and uh, we'll see what the night brings. Yeah, we'll wrap up the Agview pitch. And thanks everybody for being on here. And we'll talk to you again soon, Dwayne. Thanks. Thank you.